0: This
1: uh, this is Joe Cole. This is Ruben off the cheek, and you're listening to the London, the London, London Is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast.
0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue podcast. As always, your host Brandon, Joe, my co Nick and Dan, and gentlemen. A uh, bit of a midweek slump, not much going on, so we thought we would kick it to all the lovely listeners out there and do another mailbag, a little bit of a grab bag of questions. And Dan, boy, oh boy, did the people show up! The creativity is rolling. Lots of questions focused
2: on what happens in the year 2030, which if we had that, we would be the time travelers from Back to the Future too. What is going on with the new kit sponsors too? Who would take a better, better penalty between Nick and myself against Brandon? Questions that we will try to answer in this episode, Nicholas. There may be debate. There may be disagreements. But at the end of the day, we're all Chelsea supporters. That's what makes it so nice.
1: But are you a Mason Mount supporter? I mean, not getting into that discussion. <laughs> is that in this mailbag? I see a part of Chelsea Football Club? So, yeah.
0: Depends on what part of Twitter you're
1: on. Yeah, I, I have, uh, I've done a lot of muting and blocking uh, this week, a lot. So, uh, my feed is uh, my feed's killing it right now. We're doing well. It's in a my bit feed. light.
0: <laughs> Keeps pulling it down to refresh.
1: <laughs> I, follow, I follow four people now, so. <laughs>
0: oh man all right well yeah like i said mailbag today um but before we get into it uh dan we did have some thank you some gratitudes for some friends since you don't have to do the three-word match review i gotta get you included somehow well geo who
2: and gordon all joining us on patreon which is very very nice and they're maybe one of them contributed to the questions maybe one of them is joining us on our trip to london coming up in less than a month's time And we're excited to have them there, joining in the conversation with our community. I
0: love, love to hear it. Um, And then, obviously, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you use either one and you haven't left us a five-star review, please, please, please do. It really helps us be seen. Uh, We're top 10 in all of U.S. soccer right now, uh, which is a big, big deal. I think we're seventh at the time. It does fluctuate, but I mean... Um, you know, full-time media companies are behind us and we're just one team, not even like all of world football. So, uh, it's working and we appreciate it immensely that we get those
1: bragging rights, uh, and if, and over you, our competitors. Look, if you want to go the extra mile, we, we tweeted this out on, on Monday because we, we put blue royalty out on both feeds, go over, subscribe to that rate and review that it, it takes less than 10 seconds and it, and it really helps us out. So Uh, not enough have made the transition from the main feed over there got to make that happen all right well here we go first one
0: up it's recapping a wild day in chelsea's history and all it says is it happened
1: yeah dan what happened here
0: that's clearly a part of an old script that brandon just (laughs) needed to move past i don't know i but is this enzo talk are you opening the enzo door
1: I'd, I'd like to talk about Jorginho, Dan. I don't know about I, you.
0: Jorginho is next. I mean, these seem relevant. Do Come on, you not man. want my
1: opinion? Keep it in. Don't cut well, it, Jake. Come on. Wow. Keep it there's in. There's screenshots. Aww. You just
2: advance to the screenshot of the question.
1: Well,
0: I... I have to pivot. Mentally, I was ready for <laughs> Enzo and Jorginho. I honestly am, Keep it am in. a mess now. Uh, Project 2030? question uh, mark. So a little light homework to kick this one off the Ghana saying, which of these players is still at Chelsea in 2030? In parentheses, all of them have contracts until at least then, with a couple exceptions. So this is a question. Who do we think is going to be there? you got Mudrik, Enzo, Gusto, Barichio, Santos, Noni, um, what Matueke, I don't know how many people know Noni yet. Reese James, Mount uh, Fafana, Wes Fafana, Lewis Hall,
1: and then there's a Declan Rice in there. <laughs> yeah, first of all, we're taking Declan Rice off the table for this question. This is as much as I sneaky, want that
0: sneaky, sneaky.
1: As much as I want that, we're taking him off. But he finishes the question by saying, "Of those who are no longer at Chelsea on your list." which have moved on to a huge money club like Real Madrid or PSG, and which have moved to a mid-table or Chelsea-equivalent club, which that's a tough way to frame that right now yeah. by my guy uh, in Europe. So, I, I mean, I'll start off because I've actually written mine down, and I'll, I'll give you guys some buffer to actually think about yours. Um, I think there are only three of this list that are still at Chelsea, but I'm adding a sneaky one because he actually is our player. Uh, Reese James Mason Mount still here that I think they're just lifers. I think they're, they're going to be here. John Terry esque amount of time. Uh, third one, Levi Colwell will be here until at least 2030, uh, on my list, even though he is off at Brighton right now, I think he is going to come back and absolutely be a fucking star. So he is on my list. Uh, those are the three of that whole list. Uh, I, I, see an easy scenario where Mudrick Enzo, malagusto santos all these guys overperform and get sold uh for exorbitant sums i mean we're talking like world record fees for these guys to psg or madrid or you know whatever barcelona i'm sure we'll find some way to cook their books or hell Bolivar. maybe all yeah maybe even man city's back in the in the premier league by then you know who, who knows but uh, yeah, I think I think those guys are are probably guys who are not here for for the long haul because they're gonna be you know, I think overpaid for in that market. Which you know for for Chelsea and building a new stadium, all, all the other stuff that's going on uh, is is just part of the gig. Uh, I think all the others move to the, what, what we'll call the equivalent clubs as well. So uh, that's a it's a really small list. I think that will be here in 2030, and I'm not. This is not me being overly negative by any means. This is not me shading anybody. I just, you know, I'm looking ahead in my crystal ball, Brandon. And I'm seeing a lot of player sales for exorbitant fees because I think we bought these guys ahead of their of, of ahead of their primes.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these players are boom and bust, especially with Mudrick, Enzo, um, Santos. I think those were all, you know, even Fofana, you know, bet on huge potential.
1: Uh, I was I really wanted to keep Santos. I really did. I just I, I mean, I, I think that dude's going to end up at Madrid. I don't know why. It's just yeah.
0: not a lot of players stay that long. We're talking like seven years and a yeah. lot can happen. We will know that Bowley and Clear Lake will still be here because they have their 10 year deal you know, but just managers change, vibes change. Sometimes they just want to try living in another part of the world because they live very privileged lives. And if they want to go live in Spain, they can, and people will pay. So I think it's, uh, you know, I, like wishful thinking. I would say Batty Shield probably has a good chance just because defenders, once they settle, they're happy. So he, I could see settling in and being there for the long haul. Um, you know, uh, I think a Fafana once he gets the taste of Chelsea, I think the, the bright lights of Madrid could, you know, definitely tempt him again as he tries to further his career, if that's where it is. But you just never know at the end of the day, the impossible side of it, Dan is if we're winning and things are going great, they will be here, but new managers, new preferences, it just, there's so many variables that, um, you wouldn't fault these guys if they did leave at some point in their career, most likely. Um, but, It is great that even if they do want to go, look at all the leverage Chelsea have in this situation.
2: When you go back about five seasons now and you look at how many players typically are sold, not loaned with an option and to buy or sell them later, it's about five players typically a window have left Chelsea. And, And in this scenario then, you're likely going to move a fair number of people this summer of those, none of them are on that list, No, but you would have to imagine that you are replenishing your, are funding the club through at least one sale over the next couple of years. And so we're talking about being at 2023 right now, you're selling most likely one player per summer in, you have a list of 10 players here. So I would say between three to four of the players still being at Chelsea at this time in 2030 when we are all much older and hopefully still doing this as a conversation is I would say four of these players being here still would be a high watermark number.
0: How many players do you think are on the roster today that were here in the 2015, 16 or 2016, 17 season, seven years ago? One, right? Zero. Oh, no, no,
1: no. Uh,
2: two, two, oh uh,
1: three, three. <laughs> Aspy, Ruben, and Angolo. Ruben. Oh man. I couldn't have picked that out of man my head. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys haven't answered the question. You've answered a number. Who's who's here for you?
0: Well, I know I I agreed. So I said obviously, like I think the Chelsea boys, they're gonna go for the record appearances, you know, as long as Mason and everything is good enough, Mason Reese will be here for for the long haul. Um, like I said, I think Batty Shield will still be here. Um, I think that um, you know, that that's that's my only one that I would add. Uh I could see Enzo going for big money. I could see Mudrick being boomer bust, Malugusto. I think he's Gonna be a squad player, so I think he will probably go back or go around Europe and do a bit of a tour. Uh, Santos, I think it's us in Madrid. That's pretty much it. Uh, Madueke, I think he's a squad player for us, so I don't, you know, think he's gonna run off to a broken uh, PSG squad. Uh, Fofana, I think he'll try to go for a big move, but uh, at some point he'll move on. Lewis Hall, either he's gonna make it and be here for ten years, or he's gonna be gone in the next like twelve months. I think we'll know real quick where. Where his future lies.
1: Harsh with the cuts, Dan.
2: Uh
0: Enzo, Batty Ashiel,
2: James, Mounts. Fafana. Oh, five.
0: Gross wow. game. Who leaves first? Reese or Mason? Oh.
2: Re- reject. All right. Next Anyways, <laughs> next one up. Oh,
0: that hurt my heart. <laughs> Timeless Silva or modern Mbappe. Canyon asked, Would you rather have Thiago Silva be 15 years younger or current Mbappé? He said, you know, no, no qualifiers, just straight up contracts aren't an issue. You want them for 10 years. Now, the difference being you you essentially know the body of work that Tiago's gonna give you. If he goes back 15 years and you know what you're gonna get for the next 10, it's a pretty good time
1: right yeah, but 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 that so these are two different questions Let, let's answer the first question first and then i think it might change in the second question Dan's smiling as if he stacked the deck here uh, which which he's known to do from time to time would i rather have tiago silva be 15 years younger today or current mbappe given our the state of our attack current mbappe there's no doubt in my mind like now current current Mbappe that's hurt would fit in perfectly with our our squad but but uh, World Cup Mbappe is is just I mean a freak I mean it's it's crazy um I you know that that's just my take on like if if it were today this exact moment what could you choose then I'm taking Mbappe but I think the one the one next is makes it different
2: Yeah so the way I looked at it, it was the same way as you is that it really is two separate questions, because if you take Thiago Silva back in time, 15 years, that's before he started playing for Milan. It's before he started playing for PSG. And a lot of what we respect for Tiago Silva is not just his skill uh, in terms of being a defender, but the leadership and the way that he's been tested and developed and has grown over time. And he's not the same player 15 years ago that he was now. And so while Yes, there are things you wish he could do or wish he still had in his locker. Like, his game is just so good, even at 37, heading towards 38 years old. Like, it's incredible. I I mean, yes, you wish you could keep him for another 10 years. And, and who knows? Maybe he'll be like Brady and just defy all logic and expectation on what it means to judge success at the highest level and fitness to be able to do it
0: yeah so oh a hey, he's still fluminense about to go to milan also he went from Juventude in brazil to porto and did a sixth month uh, loan to dinamo moscow in 2005. whoa yeah man really really interesting um Anyways, so, yeah, you know, obviously the immediate problem we have, but I think you lose a lot with him, the leadership, the organization. You know, the defense isn't a problem now, but you take him out, it probably becomes a bigger problem. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that, uh, look, what Mbappe did in the World Cup was unbelievable. Uh, did not shirk any moment of pressure. It was unbelievable. Um, so, I, I mean, realistically, you're talking about two of the greatest players to, to ever play the game. And... The case is not,
2: you wouldn't get Tiago Silva on your team. You would still have Tiago Silva. You would just add Mbappe. Yeah. It's just, would you rather have Tiago Silva be 15 years younger? I'll take current age Silva gotcha. and Mbappe uh, then, yeah. into it, the squad.
1: Yeah, I'm on both, for sure. But the next question is, uh, just straight up, what would you rather have? Contracts aren't an issue for either, and let's just say you get got to keep them for 10 years. I, I mean, I love defenders. I love defensive midfielders. I think it, like the reality of Mbappe's style is I think his body's gonna break down sooner, and and that's why I would go Silva. I mean we we already know that the longevity is there. Like we've if you're gonna do the the uh, rewind to 15 years from now and then know what we know today, it's a no it's a no brainer. And I and I really do think Mbappe the the reason he will not play in the Premier League is because he won't last in the Premier League. Uh, it's too physical I mean we saw what happened and Hazard and Eden Hazard didn't have nearly his top-end speed but he had all of the technical ability when he played for us Brandon. so I think if you're if you're talking about just like who would you have for 10 seasons there's no doubt in my mind it's it's Tiago Silva I mean like I said it's just guaranteed
0: like reliability dependability leadership goals at times like Uh there's there's just few few players that have come anywhere close to what he's been able to do. And and look how much he's like fallen in love with Chelsea too in such a short time. Like we're so so lucky. I mean, remember, we got him on free off PSG. That is that is wild. So uh definitely no wrong answer there. Uh new kit sponsors. This has been fun. Matt Matt Law just uh actually talked, put an article out about this as well, uh saying it's gonna be really important now that three is not re upping their deal um, Chelsea want to go bigger than what they've done. Uh, Mark Clement, Chris Delgado, Michael Masson, CJ, all asking who would we want, uh, to be the, the Jersey sponsor. I I find this interesting. Um, you know, we've had some good ones. We've had some bad ones. I think I was going through a lot of logos. I think the idea is You know, Chevy was one of the worst front-of-shirt sponsors I think we've ever seen. One, because it was gold and just, like, clashed with the kits. But it was big. It was a big logo, right? I think the ones that we've liked a lot more have been, like, Samsung and things where it's letters. It's, if we're just being honest, it's more minimal than, you know, uh, big artistic blocks of color on the kit. So um, I kind of went through, and I was looking at different logos, too. And it's kind of funny what to see, but, you know... It's gonna be do you guys think that it's gonna be American with Bully and Wally kind of leading the drive? I guess I wanna maybe see, should we like scope it to US companies to start? I
1: yeah, I, I would have a hard time believing that they that they are not attacking the absolute fuck out of that ad market right now, trying to get those sponsorship dollars. Like that that would make a ton of sense, and I think everyone would go, yeah, that makes sense. Uh yeah, so I would I would maybe focus. in in that direction. Amazon's got a good
2: one. So here's what I think. You also have Clear Lake, which has a massive portfolio of investments into a a wide variety of companies. And so I feel like there's a way to say, hey, across their whole set, they have over 100 investments that you potentially could point to and say, is this something like uh, on their page? Chelsea Football Club is in between CompuDyne and Chef Cuts. Real jerky in terms of the many investments that Credit Capital is in at the moment. I, there's a whole lot that you could say, hey, this might be the route that we go from like a brand synergy standpoint, where Clear Lake is invested in some capacity. Now, maybe they would say putting your name on the front of a t-shirt is not the best investment in the world. And they would like it to come from somebody else rather than one of their strategic investment partners.
0: Well, and they gotta be careful with FFP as we know it's gonna be a big thing. You know, Citi's getting in trouble for faceless sponsors right now. I think there's like Xbet or X88, whatever their betting logo was. It was like the people on LinkedIn were stock imagery. And so they're in deep water for that. But, you know, there are some pretty cool logos. Like it'd be really funny just to have Jacuzzi on the front. (laughs) <laughs> you know, uh,
1: there, there are two that stand out to me. OK, and, and I've spent a lot of money on both of these. One, bring back Coors, baby. Just bring it back. I like the font. I like the style. They've already been here before. It'd be like welcoming home an old friend, you know, come on in. You know, it's great over here. We all get Coors Light at the bridge. A little bullet. There's nothing wrong with that. The second one is a place where I've donated a significant amount of my money and that is, I've donated it, and in return, they provided me with delicious food and snacks. Trader Joe's, baby, come on, they they don't have enough money to make this work, but God, I'd love to see a little Trader Joe's on the front. I'd love to see people walking into the bridge with the brown paper bags or their own their own standard, uh, you know, their own shoppable uh, bags that are good for the environment. Trader Joe's, the best snack emporium on the entire planet on the front of the shirt just imagine that'd be a delight look i'm looking at the michelin logo we've
0: done yokohama tires. tires hey
1: Ooh, you put the michelin
0: man there's a lot of stuff you could do with that
1: the actual man you want the actual man uh, <laughs> i would like no, the,
0: the
2: issue with that is the um, the amount of car breakdown or tires being flat puns if chelsea lose games that would occur would write themselves.
0: There's always an angle. I like the Audi one too. Even like the Warner Brothers shield would be kind of interesting to throw on there as I was just like glanc- glancing through logos and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it comes down to it, Dan. I think you and I should just really start a campaign for Duncan to go across the front.
1: Oh, no. Oh, that ugly ass Duncan. logo. Yeah. Give me a break. First of all, it's terrible coffee and like nobody, I will I will catch everybody's hands on this.
2: Uh, they're heading your but, way. They're heading your yeah, way
1: right now. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Slap the terrible coffee out of their hands so we can go get a burnt Starbucks. You know what I'm saying? That is really where it's at. Burnt Starbucks. But Duncan, oh
2: maybe it could be Costco, because you know, we we, we buy things in bulk. We have big <laughs> summer transfer spending windows. That's so literally where
0: I was before this. Um, Kirkland
1: brand shirts.
0: Let let us know what you guys think. There's a ton in here. Um, You know, uh, logos are endless. I'm sure you're going to tell us like, oh, you have to match the brand with the shirt, bro. You just smacked it there. If 7-Eleven gives you 60 million, you're taking it. Even though it's a terrible brand alignment. This is all about the
1: Benjamins. Don't get it twisted. I got, I got one for you. Last one. It's a small company. You guys probably never heard of it. It's called Marvel. Um, They, they produce indie films, and they're they're quite popular. Um, Didn't
0: Napoli do something like that where they had a bunch of like movies and things? And they uh, no, kits? that was
1: uh, Atletica Madrid. Yes, had that. Atleti yeah, did. Way, yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I think that that Taco was. Oh, Taco Bell would be great. All right, Las Taco... right. Mas. What I'm, if you I'm, had like I'm, a Crunch Wrap on the front? I'm God, it. that'd be sick. On that uh. one,
0: on that one, we're taking the ad break. I'm going to thank the sponsors for supporting us. We're going to be right back with more of your questions. Here we go. All right. So hope you Andrew watched fourth
2: meal. that on down with question.
0: something else. Uh, Joey wants to know about summer house cleaning. Says, for FFP, it seems that we're going to rely heavily on player sales. A lot of the players we'd want to offload, in, in, they're on inflated wages. Could that lead to a scenario where we can't find enough suitors and we ultimately can't balance the books? So um, good question. And one of the problems is that guess who benefits the most in player sales? It would be Academy graduates because it is straight profit. No amortizing or paying off their uh, sign-on fee. So unfortunately, Levi Colwell would be a prime candidate to get sold for 40 Or Connor Gallagher, right, to Newcastle for 40 the, Or Everton. Those are the players that um, kind of double their value uh for FFP, unfortunately. So with that being said, Jorginho for what 12-13 million with six months left, 31 years old, was an immense help because he's been at the club long enough. We've paid all of his his initial sign-on fee from from Napoli. Like it is just straight cash to the bottom line. Nick, from your perspective. Ruben's kind of on the fringes. Maybe Trevo's going to get antsy. There are quite a few players. Obviously, we have an inflated one. I think Malang Sar is still on loan. Uh, Bakayoko is still on loan. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of people floating around in our atmosphere that uh, count on the books. And I would just say real quick that Bully has shown with Ross Barkley, they will tear up a contract if it is mutually beneficial.
1: And, and this, is, this, I think, is where my head is at, right? Like... When Ollie brought up the Bakioko thing in, in in our chat the other day, that, that hurt me. I forgot. I, I forgot that he was still on the books. Wh- why did we give him a contract extension back in? Like, That's the Marina play. My God. Send him on a, loan. Just we absolutely.
0: send him on loan.
1: Silliness, absolute silliness. So yeah, I mean, I I think there will be quite a few sales this summer. Um, I I think there are markets for the following types of guys. I think there will be a market for a Koulibaly back in Italy, right? I think there will be a market for an Obama yang uh, It seems like MLS could be a a short term thing because their market's still open. But you know, I think there will be a, a market for him. You know, I I think the the real question, you know, around, you know, someone like Kukurea could come up. I think Ruben figuring out if he, if he's here or not, um, you know, uh, of course I, I want, I want our Cobham guys to be here for sure. Um, you know, that, that's, I think, I think there are markets for those guys. I think there's going to be a market for Christian Pulisic. I think there's probably a market for Kai Havertz, although it, we need them to play better, um, to, to inflate that value. Um, it, like I, I don't think we're just going to not sell guys. I, I think that is a part of the, the calculus they've already put in, but I do think for, for folks who are just not a part of the, the plans, your, your back Yoko's, your, well, I mean, Baba Rockman's still floating out there. I mean, Ampadu is still yep. on, uh, I, I think, I some- think there's some, there's a market in Italy surely for Ampadu, right? I mean Tino at Andurin, this point. Uh Callum Hudson Odoi. That's a big one. I've the got Callum a bigger one's one. A big one.
0: Romelu Lukaku.
1: <sighs> you want to talk oh, about no. wages and there's not a market. There's not a market for him, unfortunately. Um, but the Callum one Dan is fascinating because he's not had a good loan. So, well, there's a little know.
2: bit of getting back to fitness, too, that has been required for, for him. I would say the r- real root of the question is, do we ultimately need to cut at a loss? Like, I think there's two things. You talked about the shirt sponsor before this that so was maybe intentional. If you increase your revenue incomings in terms of sponsorship dealing, so if you go from a 40 million pound a year to a 60 million pound a year Offer if you go from a $10 million or 10 million pound a year to a 12 to 15 to 20 million shirt sponsor and other sponsorships that could be locked up during the summer, you can create a scenario where you now have increased the money that you're going to intake and can afford more trimming of that payroll expense and that wage expense that Chelsea are going to run into because it, it is something to be concerned about. I don't think we're in. Manchester City level concern because we're looking to make deals with real partners who are going to pay us their money to allow us to sponsor their brand on our shirt. And so that's something, Nick, that I think we're in a much better place with. And I just feel like there's enough smart people running this club now that they have thought about what are the ways that they are going to need to things that they're going to need to do and ways they're needing to implement things. To secure the long term future.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going to need to be smart. The Lukaku thing, though, I think to Brandon's point, God, that's just going to eat us alive, isn't it? I mean, that's going to be that he's just, he's here for the next three years on those crazy ass wages and no way out. I mean, because he's not, I mean, he's been a flop this year.
0: Yeah. Injury, fitness, all the problems. All right. Here's where I'm at Keppa or Mendy not both will be here next year um i think koulibaly will go i think kukurea will go i think kovacic and Loftus cheek are on the fence Ooh, uh kovacic. interesting to see what zakaria does uh obviously because he's alone with a, an earnings to buy i think pulisic is going to weigh his options does joao felix get signed uh raheem sterling i think he'll stay but again he's kind of see where that goes. Ziyech is gone. Uh Fofano will be here. Kai is gonna weigh his options. Uh Amadawake will stay. Broya will come back. Uh Broja will come back from injury. So uh that's kind of what I think if you're being real quick and cutthroat running through the squad. Uh but it's at least half a dozen minimum. And Jorginho's already gone. So add, you know, him to the departure
1: list. Yeah. I mean, like the the high wage earners are the ones you know, because a lot of the Koulibaly, evening, Bali, Raheem, you know, uh, Lukaku. Yeah, a lot of, the, yeah, a, a lot of the, the January signings are on very reasonable wages compared to the summer signings. Right. Which, of course, lessens their total, you know, impact to the to the budget. But, yeah, I mean, there's there, there's there's some big wages out there. If you're able to negotiate N'Golo Conte down to something a little bit more, you know, at scale for his playing time, then you know, all that helps all that helps. And then it, it, you'll, you'll allow yourself to see that 600 million pounds or whatever. That's been invested to, to decrease by quite a bit. For
0: sure. All right. Going to PKs. Sometimes there's no right answer. When techie asks, if Dan and Nick were in a penalty shootout against me, who would win and why? I God. mean,
1: good luck to you two. It'd just be a never ending penalty shootout. Oh boy. Oh wow. Okay. And Mr. Mr. Confidence over there. Um, you know what I, I? I know that Techie asked was, this wait, question. Wait
2: wait, 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 Real, real question. What was your record against penalties at the Ooh. highest level you
0: played?
1: Oh yeah, what? I yeah, don't have career that.
0: stats. I mean, I was above average. So like maybe two out of five on a good day. I was always good for one.
1: That's pretty high. Two out of five is.
0: Yeah, I mean, playing against you know. scrubs,
1: it was easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> playing against us, wow, that would be even easier.
1: Yeah, but yeah, have you played us before? I mean, I, I, I think I think I would get him. I, I know that Techie asked this question because Dan always finds the uh, one moment in which I flub, you know, a chance or whatever, and and that's why that's why he's asking. And I think it's a fair enough point, but I, I think I'd get one. So Nick is saying he'd beat you, Dan.
2: On, I'm, I'm going to say like out of out of out of five shots, I would say I would get at least
1: one
0: in against brandon no i think like you guys would be in your heads and you'd miss frame a couple
1: times unfortunately
2: exactly that's why i would, <laughs> I, would I would sky one or
1: two out of, out of five chances i i think i wouldn't i don't know if i'd miss frame i think i would just hit them way too close to you the first sure. couple and then I'd, I'd find one at the end if you dove the wrong way
0: all right well one for uh I don't know one one to play out maybe sometimes. He's
1: not buying it, Dan. Look at his face. He's not buying it. It at doesn't all.
0: really involve me. Like it's between you two. I'm just the one in the way of one of you winning.
2: I mean, really, at this point, we're teaming up to at least get more than two shots past you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a big goal. You got a good chance. An, ov- an over under of of one point five out of ten. <laughs> Uh, Ten penalties. No, uh you, know, oh, you get more two, than that. Two and
2: a half is the number. You got to get two and, two and a half. Two and a half. If we're okay. saying you each get one. Two and a half is the is a. Good you
0: would, over. you would each get a couple as long as they're on frame. Like it's a big goal. Um, striker for the future. Poo asks, who is the striker to go for in the near future? Harry Kane, who's established, or Victor Osaman, who is an upcoming talent. And Jeremiah says, who do you think Chelsea will target as well? He threw in Uh I pulled up the stats. I mean, Dusan Vlahovic is having an okay time at Juventus, but like not not I mean, this isn't his Fiorentina days where he was just no. tearing it up. Um Osteman is the correct answer, Nick. Also because I have a very strong anti-Spurs bias like most Chelsea fans. It would have been funny to sign him a couple years ago, I think, for the banter. And he is good. He just scored two hundred Premier League goals and became Tottenham's all time goal scorer. But like at this point, his his better days are behind him
1: yeah i I mean I, I, o c is unbelievable i I'm so fearful of any striker coming to Chelsea and just not living up to their potential. And I think it's because I'm in my own head, and I think a lot of a lot of them have been in their own heads i I would rather go for something for someone who's not you know necessarily like a star right now. And and try and like give them some time and make them into something, um, you know. If, if you know, follow the Didier Drogba model, uh, if if you will. But I'm going to throw two more at you because yeah, I think of those two, Osimhen would be by far the better better choice. Um, uh, Holland uh, is that city right now, but but what if what if the worst happens? What if they what if they what if they suffer a fate that I don't believe any of us think that they will suffer and, and the, the worst penalty in, in, in the league history gets handed to them and they get relegated? Um, that You know, there would be a tasty buy in there. We're one of like four teams that could afford his wage. So there's one. And then the other one, Dan, I, I know it's going to make some people upset. I know it's going to give some people some joy. His name is Tammy Abraham. He's playing at Roma right now. He's been pretty fucking good for them, by the way. You look at his stats and his highlights and his overall style. I, I don't think the Tammy Abraham story is over quite yet. Personally,
2: he'd be one that Chelsea would be able to secure back. He is, you know, at the end of this season would be 26. So you would effectively, if you brought him in, in a you know, six and a half year deal, advertised over five, five and a half years due to updated regulations this summer. Um, you would have him until he's his early 30s. He would be an option, I think. The other name I've seen a lot people have thought about Ivan Tony a fair bit because he has shown the ability to have double-digit goal seasons. Um, in the Champions League or not in the Champions League, in the com- coming up from the Championship to the Premier League, and he's already on 14 goals this season, six uh, four assists, so he's already kind of ahead of his current tally. He would be a little bit older. Uh, He is going to be 27 on his way to 28. So it would be very unlikely that he just fits with the club's model moving forward. Um, Yeah, I mean, Oshiman, I guess, is one that would be interesting. I just don't know who that person is that fits the profile of players that you know, Chelsea are really kind of going after and have shown us they want to go after. I I think honestly, it'd be great to see like you kind of pointed out, Nick, you know, someone just off the radar who's not maybe getting the same level of attention as a few others who just ends up being the kind of right fit for for Chelsea.
1: Yeah. I want to see someone fit in that spot. I don't want to go after the biggest name. I want, I want to see someone fit the style that we're trying to play and, you know, whether that's a, you know, a trickier number nine who can just get in behind, maybe it's not a huge build, not a holdup player. Um, that's one way, or, or maybe we do go after the traditional number 11 and, and that, you know, Olivier Rude type facilitates play for the, you know, the, the speedsters around them. I mean, the, I think there's a bunch of ways to go about the attacking prowess, but we, we haven't done it in a while. So it's hard to see right now.
0: Yeah. A little bit burned after, um, uh buying the guaranteed striker who immediately uh let us all down um timeline for cohesion ben asks uh ben white in parentheses chelsea fan not arsenal player because well he has to tricky given all the new signings what is a reasonable time frame to see some cohesion in our play i mean million dollar question honestly um Potter's had a very start stop up down season players were brought in didn't really fit him now a lot of players are brought in when I did the Matt Law update Matt said that Potter was very much involved in all of them maybe Barja, Felix so um we've had really just few games recently but it's about to pick right back up um what do you think Dan right in time for us to to land on on foreign soil beginning of March or does it need to be like next week
2: I think the timeline to see improvements is every game that there should be a step change, you know, step to step improvement because players are coming back healthy. I think that improvement isn't necessarily going to translate to a win every time. Uh, I actually would be occasionally okay with a loss that showed that we gambled and scored some goals and learned how to do some things and showed some, cohesion in terms of like this is the way that we are going to continue to play um i just don't think that's realistic because i think this is following the standard format of get a solid defense and then figure out a way to create a couple good chances and improve shot conversion that just seems like the way we're going for right now and i would hope that we put together a good performance against west ham that we can use to build upon playing dortmund away in germany so that we come back and can conclude punching our ticket to the next round when uh, we are over there to watch it, Nicholas?
1: I don't think it's going to be for a while, if I'm honest. I mean, it do- that doesn't mean we won't win games, right? I think cohesion in our play and winning games are not necessarily, um, you know, connected at the hip or anything like that. But I, I don't think it's realistically until like mid-April. I mean, you got to get these guys game time together and you got to get a consistent starting lineup. And the reality is Chelsea went from playing a game every three days this fall to not having any cup competitions except, you know, if they advance in the Champions League now and, you know, just finishing out the Premier League season. So there's going to be a lot of time on the training pitch, which is good, right? A lot more rest than certainly we were used to last year when we played 66 matches. I mean, we basically made it to, you know, all but the Champions League semifinal last year. I mean, we could have played... 69 I think would have been the number um so I mean there's there's a lot to consider there but I, I realistically don't think we're gonna see this team hum for for a couple of months
0: all right well we'll take it leads match uh can't wait for them to wait to hire manager just before we get there and take the new manager bounce <laughs> against us but uh tell you what what an interesting club signing all those players for Jesse Marsh and then immediately
1: uh, sacking him. Um, what, what kind of idiots would do that? You know, you know, I mean, someone
0: asked me about that, and I said, as a respectable Chelsea fan, I don't think I can give an opinion since my club <laughs> literally just did that.
2: Well, look, I'm just proud to be affiliated with a club that understands and respects the cleaning and changing area of other teams and leaves it in the best possible condition.
1: Yep, that didn't work if for him. You're, I- not the, you're, not, you're not the Japanese national team fans, man. Chill up.
0: Yeah. They own that. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a last break when we are back. Uh, how long does Potter get? And what about Mourinho? Thank you to the sponsors and we'll bear it back. That's right. Someone said Mourinho Clayton. I know you're not having fun right now, but he asked how much time will grand Potter get? And would you welcome back the special one? Uh, and then good day morning also asked, uh, did the Jose Mourinho links have some embarrassment? It's a weird time. And-
1: I think in basement. So I think just oh. I think his his question is, is there basis? there's in foundation it, Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Um, you know, uh, yeah. Really interesting. Obviously, um, we've tried this before. You know, bringing Jose back, we did win a title. Um, we did win some. We trophies. have some
1: experience with this particular one.
0: <laughs> the difference being that Bowley and Jose have no history before Jose. Roman, Marina, there's a lot of history. There's also still a lot of familiar faces still there at that time. This is would be completely different. It might as well be like him going to a different club. Um, I would say. I don't know if you agree with that, Dan. And then how much time Potter gets, I mean, I think he's probably gonna get to Christmas next year at a minimum, is my guess.
2: Yeah, I don't see with the amount that Chelsea have invested into Graham, Graham staff. Graham's talent who've gone into the boardroom and not necessarily the boardroom but into the sporting director side of the business and talent recruitment side it just doesn't feel like that is a short-term play I think there's a willingness to say that look try to get as far as you possibly can in the Champions League don't get relegated and let's continue to figure out and this is kind of I know this is not the way we think about a Chelsea fan typically, but it feels like a mulligan of a season at this point in terms of the write-off. Like if something great happens in the champions league, we'll take it, but that's kind of where we're we're at at this point. In terms of Mourinho coming back, gosh. I mean, look, Mourinho is like a drug. (laughs) Like it can be really good. Like the the first one's really good. And you're like, Oh yeah, this has a lot of negative side effects to it. And yeah, I mean, It'd be great for a little bit, and then it would go sour again. Like it, it just—he is—he is he's is, he is a type, and we do not need to get back to that type. Nick.
1: No, I—I I mean, after he left the last time, and he—and he came back with United. He came back with Spurs. He did his shtick. Everyone got all riled up, and. All that stuff. And it just it's not worth it. I I love Jose Mourinho. I want him to be the US men's national team manager in the next World Cup. I think he would be absolutely fucking amazing in that role. And I have a thousand different reasons to you know why why I would say that. But uh yeah, no, no, no. Not Mourinho again. You don't you don't you don't go back, you certainly don't go back a third time. Like that that's that relationship um it should be where it is now. I I will admire him from afar. I'm glad know that he's having a good time I'm you know I'm glad that you know he's he's popping off when he can and you know doing his thing I I love the I love the person I just I don't know if the coach is still there at an elite club level um you know it's 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 been a while since you've seen him kind of overperform in that role so uh I think it would be someone else if Graham did get the sack but I I agree I don't think Graham's getting the sack anytime soon I'm going to look at the Serie A table real quick just because I'm interested. Uh,
0: Roma in third on 40 points, 16 points behind league leaders Napoli, who are uh, running away with it a bit. Uh, AC Milan down in sixth. Wow. They won the Scudetto last season, and it is not working. Juventus after their points deduction are in 10th on 26. So, yeah, I don't know um how about this one simon by the way huge shout to simon og to the og uh really appreciate when he gets involved Uh, i just says i just listened to the transfer review is it good for football that we talk about winning slash losing the transfer window so much gloating about gazumping arsenal when they are going to win the league uh thank you for calling me out because i'm pretty sure i brought it up with matt law and wanted to reiterate my happiness with it uh, but I understand what you're saying, saying Simon. Uh, but to me, it's just one of the many facets that goes into rivalries, right? Anytime you can beat them on the pitch, great. If you can beat them off the pitch, also great. You kind of take, you know, your shots when you get them. And to me, this is just another opportunity uh, for me to try to remind Arsenal that we're a bigger club, even though we're in 10th and they're in 1st. Now we're up to 9th uh, because, you know, it's not always rosy. So sometimes I have to get creative with um, – My, my taunts
1: SP bill, uh, my guy, I hate arsenal with a burning passion. They hate me. It's all good. Um, I, I, I don't think winning a transfer window is really possible, except when you actually go steal someone's targets like we did in this window that is pretty special stuff that doesn't happen that often two times in one window. And then you, and then because you inflated the market on a third, you basically stopped them from getting the midfielder that they really wanted because they weren't willing to go up to like a hundred million pounds for Caicedo. I, I agree with you on the field. We've been nowhere near right. And even the game, they won one 0 at the bridge. We played awful in that game, but, this was fun for like a fleeting second. It was, you know, it was just a quick one. Uh, what I really want to do is go beat them at the Emirates. And then we can really talk about, you know, who who's one, uh, you know, between the two teams this year. That would be special.
2: Yeah, it feels to me like it's very much like the NFL draft where you talk about yeah. winning the draft. And you know what? It's just a part of the entertainment of it all in that it's just a a thing to talk about and have fun about, but ultimately at the end of the day, would I rather win the transfer window or would I rather win a cup or win the league? It's always the latter. And so I think this felt more like a way to feel better about a really shitty situation for a couple of minutes and celebrate that and have some fun at it because there is an assumption that look, uh, arsenal seem likely to win the league it is not an all guarantee at this point who knows man city could drop some points and man united could make a run to win the league this year i don't know what's going to happen but uh i mean, more likely than not yes arsenal win it's terrible and i mean that's we're just going to pretend part of this year didn't happen
0: all right <laughs> I'm sticking to it. I like you, Simon. I just that's all I got right now. All right. Uh, last but not least, bringing back prior players? Question mark. Uh, Gary says, "Are there ever any discussions about bringing back players, even coaches who were let go, sold too soon under the last administration, that would thrive better than ever in this current atmosphere? Guys like Tina Lee, Mark Gurhhi, Kurt Zuma, Tammy Abraham, Olivier Giroux, and one Gilmore." um interesting i was trying to think right away and i was like oh i i can't really think of anyone at first glance that i felt like we let go too soon i like this list it helps a little bit but i don't know anything jump off the sheet at you guys tamori is the first one that comes to mind for me i mean i think
2: there are players on this list who are who are good good who are good players i think tammy really had a Stepped his game up to a whole new level under Mourinho. And like he would be a better player coming back now. So that would be an interesting scenario. I, I think Giroud would have been great <laughs> in this side. I think it'd be God, phenomenal. Um uh, Gilmore, I don't know. I think I'm less convinced on him after you know struggling to get into this Brighton side as well. Um he
0: did boss Liverpool you know, twice.
2: He did. Um, I, you know, I think Gurhi is probably one that that ship has sailed just because we've kind of found our defenders now for the current and the future. Um, or we feel like we have at least started to put that puzzle together. Levermento is probably the most interesting one because he is coming back from a pretty catastrophic injury. So you'd like to see a little bit more. But you also then just got Malo Gusto for the right hand side of the attack. Exactly. I mean, on the left hand side, if you did sell Kukurea and Ben Chilwell's back to form, you could bring in Ian Matson, who's having a phenomenal loan. If you want to go look at some great, great play, go look at what Ian Matson has been doing for Burnley. It's phenomenal. He's having a really, really good go at it. Like so, I think those are the ones that jump to mind for me. Nick is like maybe Tomori would have been one who could have slotted in and would have been like the part and parcel replacement for Rudiger, Rudiger could have left tomorrow. would have been in there and he would not have had to spend a ton of extra money on uh, a world-class defender.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, we were talking about this earlier with, with some of the, the young cats that have come through and, and the ones that are in the pipeline, you know, we're get, We'll get an Academy update for our, uh, our, our Cobham crew pod at the end of the, the end of the month here. Uh, you got to love where you're at with Motson. You got to love where you're at with Colwell You know, I think Trevo's been super useful in this team. Mason Gallagher, like there are so many guys who I think we started to learn this lesson on gave extensions to, you know, didn't sell too soon. I think Tammy's the one on this list, as I had mentioned previously, that in a like hyperinflated striker market where someone like, Osman could go for 140, 150 million euros because he's in his prime and banging in goals. And Nap- Napoli are still one of the most informed teams in Europe. I mean, people are not talking about that Napoli team enough because the Champions League hasn't been on since November, but they they ripped that Champions League group up. like It was embarrassing for Liverpool multiple times uh, to play them. So I, I think Tammy for 60 million pounds makes a hell of a lot of sense. I think that's his rumored buyback, right? Um but I think I think it's less about like who do you who do you bring back and just more how do you foster the ones that you have. And and I think again, there's some really, really exciting talent coming through. Yeah. I mean, I think just cause the situation we find ourselves, Tina Levermento
0: you assume that he didn't have the injury if he stays, you know, it, it would have been great to have him. But again, he was ambitious and didn't want to wait behind Reese, you know, and Aspie at the time. Um, Tammy Giroux, again, I think we all hone in on that, right? Um, she's, especially the way Giroux played in the world cup again, just to remind you, he's still got it. And then Tammy just doing Tammy things in Serie A, um, super happy for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the, the obvious ones. We need goals, right? And, uh, right. two, two of those players are doing really well at that in Serie A. And then, uh, Lever-Mento had been great depth, but we ended up getting Malagusto. Uh, we'll see what he has to offer, but uh, you know, it's hard to look back all the time. It's Always look back at our exes and see what could have been. I was looking at transfer market departures too. You know, it's like Emerson left, Timo left, uh, Rudiger, obviously Christensen. You know, I, I don't need Christensen back, uh, like most people thought we would have. Um, poor one out for Miazga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gone uh, and then obviously Barkley and Danny drink water, you know, you, some things you just it's better we're not together. So uh fun little exercise, though Gary, uh, appreciate you throwing that question in., uh, but I think it's gonna wrap us up. I think mailbag is accomplished.
1: we we did the biz. another one down. Um, yeah, look, you have a a blue royalty pod come in uh, Thursday after hopefully a successful conti cup. Uh, success that would take chelsea into the finals and then we might have a another treat for you this week dan i don't know we, we, we want to, to. We go to silver's
2: park <laughs> we want to so, go to silver's park
1: we want something we never thought we'd say again but here we what, are we
2: want to go there to see the women lift another trophy and make it the
0: third time we've seen that happen in person
1: that'd be pretty neat wow a big pretty big year. waves
0: good. to be made all right, we're gonna wrap it up there. But again, Chelsea fans, so thankful to have you hanging out with us. Uh, as always, more content coming this week. Um, just trying to think of everything. out. you know, get ready. I guess to just kind of enjoy the quietness. You know, it's all about to kick off again. Um, so kind of enjoy the, the the quiet week while Potter and the players look to put it all together. So, anyways, uh, until next time, Chelsea fans, you to do keep the blue flag flying high.